Hi, you guys. Welcome to Just Now. I promised you that I would start sliding in these mini episodes, and I keep thinking about it. The truth is, like, every other day, I'm like, I want to do it just now. I want to sit down and, and do a mini up for you guys. And it's like kind of the same thing that comes over me when I think about writing my book where I overthink it. That must be a Virgo thing because I want to just like produce this beautiful 10 minute show for you. And then I change my mind or then I the, the mood leaves me and then it doesn't happen. So I'm putting this on record right now for you that I'm going to do this anyway and just see what happens. And so I was in my thoughts last night, lying awake in bed, and I was thinking about my son, Orion, who is at college, which if you've been following along, um, my life this year, my summer, my recent months have been about transition. My youngest son is now, whew, when I say happily at college, he is truly living his best life at Indiana University. I can hardly get him to call me back because he is in it. Like, living fully, wildly. He is just so happy. And what does any mother want but for her child to be happy? So I am I am over the moon about him and his place in life right now. But what that's done, and maybe you can relate if you were an empty nester, is what that has done is stirred up a lot of reflection for me about my own college experience. And I was thinking in bed about who I was then. Who was I when I was 18, 19 years old? Because I'm, I'm like kind of giddy and laughing about like I see him now. And as a mother with all this wisdom, you just, you know, you see your kids and you think about, oh, they're going to change so much. And oh, what they are, they're going to experience in these next four years. And oh, how they're going to bloom and blossom and change, right? Because none of us ever, ever stay the same. And until we have these experiences you don't grow anyway. But who was I? And I was thinking about, namely, my freshman year and my sophomore year, and I didn't know who I was. I was this little girl, it feels like, you know, in a very different time in the early 90s. Ooh, I was also thinking about the 90s because I was watching the new Apple TV Supermodels series documentary. Have you guys seen this? With Cindy Crawford and Christy Turlington and Linda Evangelista and Naomi Campbell. And so I'm like in this 90s archival space, both watching it before I went to bed and then thinking about Orion at college. And so, yeah, my college experience was in the early 90s. And this was such a different time. You know, we didn't have our phones. So when I say little girl, I think we were younger than at that age because we were far more isolated from the big world. We just weren't on our phones. We weren't like connecting with people all over the globe. We weren't jumping on airplanes. Everything just felt smaller and a little slower. And so I went to college super naive and I literally went to Indiana University 20 minutes down the road from my little bitty small town of Martinsville, Indiana, where I went to high school. And my lens was so one-dimensional at that time. You know, I everybody in my small town was white. Everybody in my small town, you know, was Christian, you know, going to the Methodist church or maybe the Nazarene church or maybe the Presbyterian church or maybe the, maybe the Episcopalian church. And okay, some of my friends were Catholic, but like, that was it, guys. And so 
I got to college and for me, the biggest thing for me was like, like going 20 minutes down the road to a university like the one I went to was like I might as well have gotten on a plane and gone to London because the culture was so different. It was very diverse. The people were traveled. The restaurants, you know, were varied. Ethiopian food and sushi. I tried sushi for the first time. I mean, I could do a whole like billboard campaign for Indiana University because yes, it's my alma mater, but it truly is such a desirable campus town. And, you know, from an academic level, from a sports level, from just a charmed cultural level, it really does offer all of those things. And so for the first time in my life, I was seeing this, you know, I'd only been to Florida at that point. You know, that's where we went on summer vacations or I should spring break maybe. But anyway, a whole world opened up to me. And in many ways, not proud of this necessarily, but the world meant boys. I was boy crazy. And I found a lot of solace or short-term thrill or I found myself being very impulsive towards guys. So my GPA my freshman year was in the toilet and I was getting attention from a lot of guys and I was looking at dudes that I had never seen before. And what I mean by that, (laughs) if I can just speak transparently and directly and honestly, is I had my first black boyfriend, truly. Like, and in 1992, that was not like it is today. Interracial couples were a real serious thing. And if you were dating outside of your race, it was a big deal. And so for the little small town girl, that was a bit of a shakeup in my family. It was a bit of shakeup in my sorority of all white girls. And so I was thinking about that. I was having a little shame, if I'm honest, about how many different guys that I was like, I don't want to say intimate with, but like I was I was boy crazy. Okay, I don't know how else to put that my freshman year. And you know, please tell me someone listening was also. Maybe that's what you do. You're drinking beer. You're doing parties. You're like meeting all these guys. But a lot of that, I think, also had to do with, and we, this is supposed to be a mini episode. Jesus, I'm already running out of time. But a lot of that had to do with family stuff and dysfunction. Probably if we were going to do a whole psychotherapy session right now about, you know, what was modeled to me and my own relationship with my father and divorce was involved and my mom's remarriages and a pretty turbulent high school experience. So I was looking for love in the wrong places. I was looking for love in the arms of some player who was cheating on me at 19. And I was trying to be everything for everyone. And I was I was trying to fill myself up, one, with male attention, but two, at the same time, I was suddenly on fire for learning about others who didn't look like me, didn't come from places like me, who were fascinating to me, really. I mean, I was really inserted and injected into a different culture in many ways. Like I was going to the KASI black fraternity parties as a freshman and learning step dancing and learning things that I had never seen before and witnessing, you know, this close connection between all these people. And I I wanted a taste of that. I don't know how else to say that, but that is my truth. And I can get into all of that 
at a later time in a deeper way. But my freshman year of college was so transformative in that sense because I was learning so much about the world. I was learning so much about others, other cultures. I was learning so much about what parts of me were wounded. And all of this is interestingly enough triggered because of an experience I had this week also, which was I was at my first tea ceremony. And I was looking out over the Topanga Canyon Mountains and I was sitting with mostly, I think as a fair guess, mostly sober people sipping tea for three hours in a very yoga-like setting, and we were talking about the path in life and the path forward and our journeys and our learning and our education as humans and tying that into nature, not just tying it into nature, but knowing that the source of all of that, where we all come from, and even the tea we were sipping was made possible because of the tea leaves on the tree and the fire that that boiled it. And it was really fascinating, but I would sit there thinking like, oh my God, who am I? Who am I? Did I get here? I am 49 years old. I'm sitting in a tea ceremony. I am so happy. I am at one with nature. I have done shit tons of therapy and I am not the same. And thank God, right? Like, I am not the same. I am renewed and I'm different. And I tie all this together just to say, I guess, how much I get off on life. Because if you are willing and if you want to, thread it all together and reflect on the past and think about the ways and twists and turns our life puts in front of us, you know, some things that the teacher, the tea ceremony leader was talking about, like it's happening for you. It's always happening for you. I just believe that so very much. And even in the darkest of times, like it's happening for you and kind of remembering that. And my life has not been without divorces and pain and struggle and regrets and numbing and self-harming because it has. But it feels really, really, really good to get on the other side of that in a lot of ways. And the learning will never end, but it's just super cool. So I wanted to share that that solo app because y'all keep saying, when are you going to be back to life in your life? So that's what this is. And that's just a nugget for you because I was reflecting on that time. And so a reminder that, you know, wherever you are today, wherever that is, that's not where you stay. So be where you are. And, you know, it's interesting to let go of the past and to not live in the past, but I think it's okay to revisit because then it's a way to measure just how far you've come. And one of my favorite teachers, Young Pueblo, who's been on this show, has a new book coming out soon, and I get his newsletter and he sent something out this morning, which I thought was somewhat apropos to what I wanted to speak about. And I just took a little excerpt from his new book, which is coming soon, and it just says... This is just a part of one of his poems, but it says, My energy was focused on acting as if I were stable. My heart felt clogged up with old pain. The struggle continued until I realized that dwelling on the past would never change what happened. Slowly, my attention shifted to the present. Accepting myself gave me back some of my energy. I began to carve a new road, one that would lead to better things. Young Pueblo, thank you for that. I began to carve a new road, one that would lead to better things. So we're still the drivers. We're still the carvers. We're still in the seat, the power seat in our lives. And 
that simple reminder today as maybe you reflect on the past and think about your future and the opportunity for change and using that for yourself as you continue your journey, this thing called life that we are all so blessed to have. You know, the sun came up, got another shot today, and maybe this story, this reflection, these memories of mine might fuel you to think a little bit about your own life and use it. Use it for good, y'all. That's Cat Sadler now. I'll see you next Tuesday. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.